Welcome to another episode of the Sampelli Podcast. My guest this week is Timmy Larvey. I named the video on YouTube, Therapy with Timmy Larvey, as I thought that reflected the general theme of the conversation. It was quite cathartic. The whole conversation and podcast was impromptu. We had only organized the podcast earlier that day, but it was one of my most in-depth and probably honest podcasts. We talk about a range of issues from responsibility to depression. We give our thoughts on exercise and fighting depression and cognitive behavioral therapy, and also talks about the habits of highly effective people. So I do recommend listening to the whole thing. And if you would like to listen to the full podcast in video as well, it's also on our YouTube page at Sam Pelly. So welcome to the podcast, Timmy Larvey. Well, first of all, um, thank you for having me on. No worries. I'm on privilege. I'm on hallowed ground here. I feel like I don't uh, don't deserve this this uh, this lovely sofa. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you very much. No, no worries. Thank you for coming. Um, first, I think we should talk a bit about you mentioned earlier, like you're getting back into exercise. Yeah. And uh, I've noticed it myself actually. I um. Did a lot at school. I was I was a, you know, an active an active male, and uh, I stopped pretty much after leaving. And it it completely changes your obviously your uh, physical state, mm. but uh, your mental as well. It, it completely changes it. And yeah, we were talking about this before, but I think we should go into a bit about Let's it. Do it. Well, yeah. So like the mind and the body. Are intertwined obviously mm. um so uh I, I kind of have like a cyclical mood um over a period of months and i i i am i am prone to go into sort of into sort of slumps of of mild depression and and fecklessness more than anything else laziness um and the one thing that springs me out of them more than anything else is exercise mm. um it's the endorphins that kick you off and they begin just a, just a just like a, a progression that... of mood that, that 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 brings you out of depression and, and makes you active and then you begin to find meaning in life again yeah um so yeah that's what people don't realize actually that the, the amount of endorphins like you know you've got your serotonin as well yeah even testosterone as soon as you have that during exercise it's all released you yeah. do you get this high afterwards and um it's, it's pretty incredible actually the way it changes yeah everything about you your mood your your willingness to go and get involved in other things so well, exactly so we evolved on the savannas on the plains um and we're not meant to is have... this when we were like it's about like six million years ago yeah like apes well exactly well we're still we're still we're still we're apes we're apes plus a little bit of mushrooms <laughs> terence mckenna if you're watching um uh yeah we're chimps on shrooms no but but we, we evolved we evolved to have an active lifestyle to hunt to, to run around mm. and in the 21st century it's way too easy to be sedentary especially nowadays when you can just tap a few buttons on a phone and pizza arrives at your door um like it's and and that's just not a natural way of existing and so it's not surprising that um your mood plummets if you yeah. if you just 
sit around, watch TV, um, and uh, and yeah, become passive. Um, and then, of course, once you become sedentary, um, you become to some extent isolated, and obviously, social interaction and and friendship and and community are obviously um, other vital parts of our psyche and psyche um, evolution psychology like you can't yeah and if you if you neglect that you you neglect it at your peril and yeah. uh and yeah and and shit can get deep um for me personally i find that like my my uh, slumps shall we say my hibernations your hibernation periods my hibernation periods uh so how long are they just sort of so you can sort of well, the we're, they're they're on the order of months. Yeah. So like, it's not. It's so not the most recent two, one. It's, it's not a day it's or extended two. Extended periods of time. I mean, they're composed of days, mm. um, but we're talking about months. So, so for instance, in the most recent one, uh, you know, I had a very active summer. Got up to a lot. Um, good time and so on and so forth. Then. Um, yeah, just quit both my jobs. I was a tour guide for a bit, uh, and then, and then the tourism season ended. Quit that. Quit this job at the pub. Um, yeah, and then just began to be at home a little bit too much, and then, and then things just spiraled downwards a little bit. Mm. Um, and but the thing is, the the these sort of like slumps for me, they're not so. There is a bit of existential angst um, in amongst it. Mm. Um, and like, I do like, you know, everyone gets like depressive modes of thinking and so on, and and uh, feelings of meaninglessness. And like that, there is this that. Is, there's a normality of that. I think there's a normality of that. But what I would say is, for me, although there is an element of that, a lot of it is far more practical. Like the mm. problem is, in the pragmatics of the situation. Um, so I'm just not I'm just not up to enough. I'm just not I'm just not doing stuff. Um and and yeah, and then the interrelation between mind and body kicks in and uh and if I don't keep active I just become a like a, a passive consumer and then mm. and then you just you lose a sense of, of self, of drive, of whatever, and then it's it's hard to kick yourself out of it. Definitely. I mean, that's that's an interesting thing that it's so obvious um uh how to get out the slumps even to people in it uh people don't really understand maybe i don't know there's a sort of thing you don't really talk to people about so i oh, i was curious to how much people actually understand about depression and um its effects because it's, it's still stigmatized slightly so whether, mm. if you're going to openly speak Big about time. it, people are going to ask, uh, well, is it you you're talking about? Is it from your experience or is it from family members or friends? Yeah. And there's still this like hesitance to talk about it. So I really don't know how much people know. But um, even if you are in that state, uh, you don't, you, doing things like going to the gym or just getting up to do that run or that bit of exercise is like sort of off the cards almost. Yeah. It's out of the question. So. Well, I tell you, it is. It's like. It's like a mountain. It's a mountain that's hard to climb, and you also have no reason to climb it. Mm. And this is where the sort of, the slightly more deeper part and, um, meets the pragmatic part of 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 being low and depressed. Is like, 
um, you feel like if I just take this first step, if I just go to the gym, if I just go for mm-hmm. a run, I don't conquer all my demons. I don't, I, this thing doesn't end if I just do that. Therefore, uh, I'll, I'll put it off. I'll procrastinate. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow mm. or I won't do it at all. And um, it's kind of like, if I can't get this quick fix, if I can't, not a not in yeah. a not in a drug sense. If I but if I can't get if I can't get a, a quick fix, if this one thing doesn't solve all my problems, then then what's the use in Why in taking that? the first step? Yeah. And that is just it's just what one hundred percent not the approach to take because it's staggering. It's it just staggers me every time I I do manage to get out of these slumps. Is how trivial, how sort of every day. Um, the first step is sorry what am i saying yeah how trivial the first step is but how how big of an impact it makes so when i do make that decision when um somehow some something within me um finds the fortitude to to make that first step it's like bam changed me changed perspective i mean i'm i still got all the the faults and and inadequacies that i had before but like it's a totally different uh um, way of looking at things and yeah. and inevitably i over over a period of um days and weeks i i rise out of that slump so it's a it's actually two weeks to the day yeah um i'm two weeks sober no i'm, I'm it, was, it was exactly 14 days ago that uh i That's decided when I, to, is that when i saw you it was uh at the I gym think, the first time no no, no, no that, that was, that was about a week, week ago. ago um in fact i saw the, the the night that I decided to to snap out of it, I saw Monica at the gym. Classic. Um, shout out to Monica. Shout out to Monica. How's Harvard? Top lad. <laughs> very clever guy. Very, very clever, clever guy. guy. Follow um, him in the future. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. We'll get Monica and on the podcast pair. when he gets the cure to cancer. Yeah, exactly. Mister Tuft. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I saw Monica. Monica at the gym. Absolute boss man. But yeah, no. So it was, it was only fourteen days ago, um, and like. Those two weeks seem like an eternity, mm. and like from from the place where I'm at now, compared to where I was at two weeks ago, it's like it's just a totally it's different. It's a changed. I'm a changed person. Obviously, I'm still. I still have the capacity to fall to back, back and to regress, and like that's 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 what's kind of been preoccupying a lot of my time is is trying to figure out. How on earth do I prevent this happening again? Um, and I think that's my reply to um, when people sort of ask this question, how do you encourage people to exercise in the first place? How do you get people to get out of that slump? And I'm not a psychologist or anything. I don't know anything. Uh, I don't know the science behind any of this. But I, I, I've, I've experienced it practically. I think um, you kind of have to stop yourself getting into that position in the first place. And that's quite a, a hard thing to grasp because people sort of quite often reply, well, suffering's inevitable. Yeah. You know, there's tragedy all Life around. Suffering. Yeah. Um, but that's the uh, essence I of think all religion. you can, on the most part, uh, Dukkha. you can, yeah. Life is suffering. Life is suffering. Mrs. Stammers's uh, GCSE theology. Anyway. Beautiful stuff. Uh, it, it's, I've lost my train of thought, but basically... Completely forgotten what I was about to say. Uh, no, no, it's about it's about um, sort of the sort of CBT type process. Yeah. Of, uh, of of you know eradicating these thoughts and emotions and uh, seeing them as as precisely that. 
Yeah, well, they say there's the phrase "fake it till you make it," <laughs> which I don't really like, and I don't really, I don't really see it that way. But um, uh, I think there's definitely some truth in it. So I've been looking a little bit at some like CBT stuff recently, mm. and like part of me thinks is pretty patronising and like these kind of self-talk techniques, a little bit, a little bit make you wince or cringe, but. Uh, and I don't see it that way, but I think a really helpful way, um, at least for me to see it, is this kind of fake it till you make it thing, whereby when you feel, um, uh, when you feel feelings of hopelessness or like that, uh, that you don't want to do something or that you can't motivate you to do something, you find yourself, you talk yourself into another perspective of where, mm. another perspective uh, and way of seeing things. Because ultimately, um the the way that you talk to yourself and uh, and the sort of stories that you tell yourself are not the only way of of that's as one perspective and so you you search within yourself or whatever and it's not difficult normally but you find another perspective um such that you have enough motivation to keep going and keep active mm. um and and then you keep moving and then time is the ultimate healer so within 24 hours in in the in the next day within often a couple of hours you think oh yeah this isn't so bad oh yeah, I've, yeah. i i understand Maybe you wake up and you oh yeah this is why I'm, this is why i'm doing this. this is why i enjoy this this is why um and it's fairly self evident to an extent i mean this is stuff stuff hasn't uh it's not new science anyway it's um, mm. it's part of it's founded on pretty much probably buddhist doctrine probably in a, it's probably it's, the beginning of it. Found yeah. everywhere. It's found um, everywhere. But that's probably where it began. That's like three thousand years ago. So it's fairly self-evident, um, which makes it so accessible to everyone. But um, at the same time, people are so unwilling to face. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, shit happens to all of us, um, and so and the problem is we see we just see the surface of of people and uh it's kind of like you were saying that um there's a head there's a hesitancy to talk about these things and yeah i mean it's, it's improving like there are things like it's okay not to be okay that kind of slogan makes me cringe a little bit but like that kind of that kind of Actually, mental quite, health awareness uh, something of, i want to speak on mental health more. awareness and, and just do you i, I it's I, because we see so let me yeah, just okay, it's okay, because okay. we see the service we just we feel like you know everyone's i mean this point's been made a thousand times by a thousand people but like yeah everyone everyone has everyone has ups and downs mm. that's what i'm saying there yeah i agree um to an extent uh, mm. i think there's a certain difference between ups and downs uh, some people are, are yeah, and some people are character are, differences some can, people you, have you can have the most perfect life and there's still be something wrong and i think that that is when it is depression rather than uh just natural oh yeah uh, ups and downs and tragedy um but uh, I was I was interested to talk about. Um, have you have you are you familiar with the whole soft boy epidemic? Are you a fan? No. Are you on Reddit? Soft boy, no, I've heard. So about like, this. um, is this something to do with the crisis of masculinity? Somewhat in the West. Uh, it's but it's a bit more oriented on this whole uh, topic of feeling and uh, revealing mm. your emotion and your insecurity. Yeah, and uh, male feminists. No, sort of, but it's more that people criticize. I've started criticizing people who are 
I would say doing what we're doing now and okay. sort of self-revealing yeah. flaws. But, it, there's, but there's like a, they see it cynically as an idea. The, the majority of people um, comment on it, how it's like a, a way of getting into certain relationships mm. with females mainly. Yeah. It's a way of playing into a sort of a female psychology. Uh, so they're, they're looking at it very like in a very psychopathic well, not psychopathic, but sociopathic way of, and, of, of, of like basically how can I get how can I how get can, what I I want yeah. and how can I manipulate Someone, people? Yeah. Well, I've heard about this. Um, yeah, but it's I, huge. I don't know. Like the amount of people that criticize, even like um, XXX and Tassion's album, they said that it was a whole marketing ploy uh, to talk about depression and suicide to try and basically just make a lot of money, appeal to the masses almost. And I think that's slightly worrying that everyone's now very quickly switching to that. Uh, that yeah, I mean, I, it's not, I don't it's not know. just the one person saying this. It's quite common. I don't know much about this. Um, I've heard about the male feminists, and I mean, I'm I'm not saying. I mean, I'm. I'm we one, probably I'm, hold I'm, feminist I'm 100%, values. But... I'm 100% a feminist in in the fact that I believe um, in the equality of the sexes and and the equality of for opportunity etc but like and when i say male feminists i mean these sort of slightly skulky dodgy characters who hang around radical leftist movements mainly in america in harvard and place these are the kind of I guys know, who are exactly rallying against halloween costumes and they're and they sort of just they sort of skulk around and uh so like joe rogan <laughs> talks about these guys and like uh and and their motives are somewhat dubious. It looks like they're looks like they're main. If it's mainly not for, in for it's, I feel it's personal game and, mainly, just a general exactly like, appeal to to people more. And it's and but, you can't really fault it in many ways. And, like in and some ways, they're doing a good. Yeah, thing, so. well, they are, well they are. It's the, a genius the, tactic. The, the the line is drawn from my from my eyes is when it stops becoming about um, encouraging and empowering women and starts becoming about man hating. And then, and then that's when you start to think. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not by any means wanting to paint all feminists under this brush, but uh, like when when uh, men start to do man hating, you think what's going on there. Yeah. But anyway, um, the mansplaining movement. Whatever. We won't go into that. Mansplaining. Oh wait, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get Millie Cope on the podcast. So uh, I think we'll Exciting. go through it there. That'll be a good topic. Anyway. more episodes coming soon more episodes coming soon um yeah so so yeah on the, on the topic of self-betterment self-improvement uh yeah so so what, what else have we got to say so we, we've been talking about um relationship between exercise and mood um uh the necessity of keeping active and yeah. so on. Uh, another thing I'd like to mention is um, so I've been reading this book, um, an absolute can guess, classic. Can I guess the? Oh, it's a classic. Okay, no. it's a classic. Um, it's called the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, it's a sort of is a sort of ever so slightly. Um, transatlantic self-help book yeah i was going to say it's that's exactly what the topic sounds like. but it's, it's good he's got some he's got some very conventional wisdom distilled in in a manner that uh is is applicable and pra pragmatic 
And so I'd like to talk about a couple of the ideas in there, maybe. Um, one of them, the first habit being be proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, That's somewhat so, obvious. Actually, most yeah, of these things tend to be obvious. But, anyway, um, I won't let... but the but the yeah the, the the particular way in which he defines proactive is is in opposition to being reactive. Okay. Okay. So I see exactly what you mean. Now. Okay. So instead of instead of having a whole different a whole load of situations that um, come and impact your mood and um, and affect the way that you act, um, it's not that you, you don't give them the power to act, but it's sort of like it's sort of like that. Um, it's that you're in charge uh, of of your own actions, mm. and uh, obviously, um, but um, but yeah, it's kind of like. How do I put it? What would you say? That, but it's kind people, of like self people are obviously you are in control of your actions, and um, on a day to day basis. But there's a lot which is uh, that the self isn't actually uh, the master of itself. Oh, apologies. Um, but um, the, the, the socioeconomic, socioeconomic uh, yeah. influences. Well, exactly. That's sort of even if you are doing things of your own choice, you are influenced by these are uh, these are rare factors which uh yeah. control your life to an extent and yeah this has been written before i can't name any people who've said this but this is quite a it's a common, common idea thought, a common idea but it's like it's not allowing we're talking more but just like a day-to-day stuff like it's not allowing the sort of winds of change and and the minor perturbations and annoyances of a, of a normal day to influence the way that you act and it's having a sort of strength of character and having distilled your values um, to such an extent that uh, that uh, you're not reactive okay. and that and that yeah so he makes he makes the distinction between the the character ethic which is kind of the core of the judeo-christian western ethos which is that which is to strengthen the individual mm. and that the individual sovereignty is at the heart of society and so on and so forth um compared to that's the character ethic compared to the personality ethic which is kind of what we've slipped into in 21st century 20th century culture Mm. which is kind of celebrity status you can be what you want to be at the the switch of your fingers um that's not a phrase switch (laughs) Switch um click of your fingers click of your fingers is like um yeah it's so Character ethic is, is you kind of need to grow some roots before you... It sounds very Jordan you... Peterson-esque. Yeah. I mean, he is largely stemming from the whole like, Judeo-Christian uh, ethos of things. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, uh, oh, we, we all are. We all are I in mean, the West, to be honest. In the West, um, whether you know it or don't. But he sticks very true to his religion. But um, I don't think it's religious in any sense, I think. Uh, no. Well, depends how you define it. Well, you can... You can you can be a non-religious person and abide yeah. to these these same principles. Well, you can think you're a non-religious person. Anyway, let's not get into that. That's that's a, a rabbit hole. That is a rabbit hole that, that we'll be here for a long time going into. But I think that uh, particularly like Jordan Peterson, he just sort of he, he, have you read his life story? Do you know a bit about him? I do. I, but he's, he's a good example. He's like, regardless, my idol. regardless no, he's not, of but, uh, um, he's a good man. He's a very good man. <laughs> Regardless, I know I know everyone's a fanboy from now. I know lots of people follow him, 
but uh, people ignore the fact that he's undergone a lot of suffering and uh, adversity. But mm. he is so willing to say, well, look, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. And I think, I think actually yeah. for the most part in the UK, we don't like people who are victims. Do you think? If you just look at even recently, yeah. like Theresa May and the whole Brexit thing, the fact that she kept going. Well, and Theresa stood up, May is a whole other can of I know, words. but now, now people are Poor fed Theresa. up. People, Poor her, her Theresa, but... Her polls went up as she uh, defended herself and said she wouldn't resign because people like the fact that she's willing to put herself through things. She had the impossible job. She still fucked it, but she did have the impossible she had job. The impossible job. It but was like... caused by herself, uh, particularly when she was Home Secretary. That's another whole topic. Yeah. I, I well, tend it's to David avoid. Cameron's fault. Anyway, let's not, let's, not let's not get into Brexit. Let's not get into Brexit. That's just a whole shambles. But the point is that... Um, yeah. Omni shambles. I, I think it's, it's hard to justify, uh, especially when people undergo like huge amounts of suffering and pain and adversity. Uh, but, mm. but, but simple things like being proactive and believing that you, you yourself are your own master and you can change things. Exactly. You're the programmer. Um, so your book was talking about you're the particular program. people because Steve Jobs talked about this a lot. He said you can wake up every day and think that you can't change the world, but you're not going to do anything if you think that. You might as well at least think yeah at least think you can make an effect and i think exactly. that's very something very positive it's a positive it's actually it's the same as elon musk it's exactly mm. the same uh, these he, guys he, well, he acknowledges tesla might not work but he's being positive and trying to push uh electric cars and um there's other stuff like solar city and uh, spacex he's trying to push all this in the right direction yeah well my dad always says don't let um the best don't let doing the best get in the way of doing what's good. Mm. Um, so just keep keep pushing onwards. But anyway, going back to going back to Facebook. keep pushing forwards. Forwards, yeah. Um, <laughs> going back to going back to what you said about uh, we in Britain not liking the victim. The victim. Yeah. I think that I think that's true. I mean, good old blighty. We have, the, you know, the British culture is a sort of is a sort of post-war cynicism. Yeah, it's a kind of like. You know, I mean, things are sort of changing. Maybe I'm stuck in the 1950s, but uh, but like, it's kind of like you know, don't trust the RGs. Um, well, we band no, together. True, we true, band together, true. but you know, we hate we hate the weather. We all know we hate the weather. We we hate queuing, but we we, we get by it. It's like don't complain, stop whinging, yeah. stiff up a lip, that kind of stuff. That is very much um, a UK thing, I think. Uh, yeah, we we. We're, we're hardy people on this sort of cast off on part. this rock in the middle of the North Sea, wind battering down of us. No, Maybe joking. it's that sort of a culmination of different cultures. It's the green and pleasant hills. Um, no, I don't know. Anyway. Um, Talk a bit more on this book. But yeah. I want to know some other points. Is there anything? Yeah, so... Um, don't do them all, but maybe something else that... Yeah, so... Uh, reflected. In yourself. So the habit two. So first one, first one is be proactive, and it's kind of like you're the programmer. Um, so it says like you know talks about there is a lot of people fall into the traps of 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 feeling determined. It's the kind of victimhood mentality. Um, they blame they blame the weather. They blame um, their family. They blame whatever they can. They don't put the onus on them. They don't yeah. take the responsibility. That's another shout out to Jordan Peterson. If you want to find that's, meaning, that's meaning psychology. is found in the adoption of responsibility and to, to yeah. bear a weight. And, Actually, we'll talk about to, this a bit more. Yeah, we'll so talk about that later that, on. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good, good conversation to have. But, um, 
yeah so so a lot of people take this victimhood mentality blame everything there are all sorts of types of determinism that you can so genetic determinism oh it was my grandpa it was my ancestors that determined my mm. habits and the way i'm acting psychic determinism or, or psychiatric so like my parents when i was a child oh, I'm, I'm this way because i was yeah. treated like this or environmental determinism you know um the weather's bad today um i mean i'm victim to that one and my I, slumps my slumps are weather t- tend to fall uh during winter time summer always lifts me out i mean, I mean it's, it's only, not it's not surprising but like look but at I'm, scandinavian I'm levels of depression and, and or like in iceland and yeah there is a correlation definitely between yeah weather and i think it's just a natural different lifestyle yeah vitamin d maybe yeah i don't know the science but there is a correlation nonetheless but anyway so you got all these determinisms and and habit one basically says no you are the programmer you have the responsibility um be proactive and and don't and don't let other other things or other people make the choices and decisions for you the second one says um is is uh big it's called begin with the end in mind okay and the reason why it says the reason why it's called that is initially he asked you to it's books written by a man called stephen r covey uh he's an expert in um leadership management um all these kinds of things uh he says like imagine you at your funeral okay yeah. a little bit morbid but uh imagine you're at your funeral um and you're writing your eulogy or you're hearing your eulogy what do you want to hear Th- what do you want people to say quite, yeah um and it's pretty hard and uh and you 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 really got to think about what's most important to you what what are the actual key values what are the things that you want to achieve or to become in your life um and so on and now and then with that with that core basis with that mission statement personal mission statement call it what you will um with those essential values um construct your habits and your actions on on a day-to-day basis around those and that's how you that's how you become effective and 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 eventually flourish now part of that part of me when i read that thought god that just makes every every day just like isn't so um... so um intense 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 it's like so if i go out to the pub i've got to be thinking fuck what are what are people going to be thinking at my funeral no it just becomes like paranoid about everything yeah isn't that what j.s mill did um was it mill or was it bentham that he wanted to basically optimize optimize that word no it's not a word optimize optimize maybe every action um based on like utility principle sounds like bentham and they went insane hedonism Um, um, hedonic hedonic calculus I, I have a feeling it's male but it yeah. could, it's, it's one of the two anyway male was a boss man Bentham was a bit of a I don't know um yeah so yeah you become yeah the state of but no, I, but I, I didn't think so that that was my first impression but uh I mean you don't think about the funeral so why Anyways, so why don't you think also, that but it's the essential the, the essentials of it is to is to crystallize what's important to you and 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 your fundamental crucial values and then so the habit one is is you're the program Mm -hmm. habit two is rewrite your program okay and so uh and so articulate and focus on what you actually want to become and achieve and and rewrite your habits your actions your routine 
um, the way that you respond to people, the way that you act around that, and and you become uh, a bit more cohesive. Mm-hmm. And you move a little bit more towards heaven, a little bit more away from hell. Okay. Can I get a little bit of insight into your um, principles? My principles? Oh fuck! It. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, there's nothing. I jo- I jotted some down. Um, there's nothing. Have you looked at um, Kanye's Twitter recently? You really, uh, you really have to dig deep because there's a lot of shit going on. Like, yeah, he says a lot of whack stuff. Recently, like in the past month, yeah. But he's not, actually not past, he is saying weeks. some some quite profound things, and I think people should look at it. Um, particularly messages on uh, just love, and he's some very interesting uh, solutions to social media, which are, are actually like Twitter responded to. Uh, for instance, really? like uh, removing the like button and uh, uh, yeah, potentially that's, removing that's weak. That's weak from Twitter. I think yeah, but Twitter's com- it's a completely liberal stronghold where yeah. they will bow to any uh, Reddit um, yeah. revolution. But I think you know, there is something you need to. I, there's something definitely uh, vital in working out what you want from everything and what you believe. Yeah, and committing to that. But isn't that a danger then potentially to fall into living inside like an echo chamber on a bubble, which is quite common now. Um, yeah. Particularly on uh, the extremes of the right and the left, they tend to isolate themselves and stick to what they believe. And well, that's a problem with social media. The more the more things um, your product that you like and you, comment on yeah. on on one particular topic and opinion, the it, more that it, you it receive, seems, yeah. and then it, it just yeah, it's a positive definitely. feedback loop. Yeah. And shit gets serious. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Yeah, and you, and you just become, yeah, echo chamber. Um, yeah, would, sorry, what were you saying? But I was just saying that um, if you potentially pick a wrong principle to live your life off, uh, or you become very uh, tunnel visioned on, on your ideas of life, mm. isn't that somewhat dangerous, maybe? Yeah, it can be. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to treat this, this uh, <laughs> book that I'm reading as gospel, um, because it's not, but it, it contains a lot of wisdom. He's an old guy. He's, um, he's lived through a lot. He's experienced a lot. He's achieved a lot. But, uh, so he talks about this and it's, um, he talks about it with respect to becoming centered on the wrong things, becoming work centered, becoming, um, money Possession-centered, money-centered, yeah. even spouse-centered, even family-centered, even church-centered. Any centering your life around one particular thing um, never works because because you'll find that, that life is imperfect, and then and then having too much focus um, can be somewhat catastrophic. Mm. And so it's about having balance, and you know you can find these ideas anywhere. It's kind of like. You find them in Buddhism, the concept of impermanence. You, you, you know, if you try and what is it? He who grasps does not succeed. He who strives fails. It's like if you if you work too hard at something, then then it doesn't work out. You've got to have a sense of perspective. Definitely. I don't know, I'm sort of rambling here, but um, yeah, yeah. So like becoming too driven is is definitely a problem the people who in in my life who i know who who've had real family problems 
are the two richest people I know. <laughs> okay, one of them uh, was the head of Empower at some point. Extremely I'll be careful now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I won't tell you a lot, but um, really nice guy. But like, yeah, just just shit went shit went south okay. for him and his family um, because you know it's it's not it's not surprising, but just work consumed him and external uh, pressure yeah external pressure and, and the pressure to perform and 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 then but then at and the then, same and time then, and once once you lose your family you think well what am i working for i've I've worked i've earned all this money and i've got no one and to that's share because it. you centered everything around that that he was yeah what good is it for he to to gain the whole world yeah. but forfeit his soul true and then we can, we can go back now on to talk about responsibility, but uh, to an extent that uh, if you have a family, mm. and we are yet to have a family. Um, what we have? No, but of our own. Yeah. There's a much larger amount of responsibility. And I think oh, you yeah. have to say that does center your life around that. And I think it's quite hard to uh, potentially distance yourself from that. Yeah. So well, let's just well, take for an example. This, say say you had a, a disabled child. I think it's very hard to... No, but it's your life is very much centered around them probably. And it's, that's the yeah. sort of thing you can't escape. Yeah. yeah I mean, what, what the fuck level. do I know about family? I mean, I'm talking about shit that I don't really know, but like, um, a hundred percent, like you're going to be centered around it, but it's kind of like, it's a, I don't know. It's a matter of degrees, I guess a hundred percent. You've got to, you've got to, um, yeah, you've got to be there and provide and, and, and love okay. and let's talk a little whatever. then about the responsibility because um, i think but it's like if but if you do of... put your entire meaning i've heard stories if you put your entire meaning in uh in your entire purpose into the development of, of a child or mm. or whatever within your family then that is dangerous because um the world isn't perfect and and things do go wrong and well a that child becomes seriously ill or or and that's a tragedy and, and you've got to be strong enough to deal with that and and stand tall and and shoulder responsibility in that moment. But, you know, the child's got to make their own decision at the end of the day. And when they become a feckless teenager, um, like we've all been, and, and if they go down the wrong road, um, then your life will just be shattered if, if you just put your entire meaning and you've completely centred yourself and your personhood and your purpose and your meaning in life around them so and and then that's bad for the child it eventually because they'll they'll feed off the pressure definitely and, and um so yeah it's all about balance but 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 you've got to work out the balance i'm just going to steal a little bit of your water here um you've got to you've got to work out the balance for yourself um and it's it's you, you play it by ear basically so yeah, another thing that I want to talk about is um, chaos and order. Okay, chaos and order. This is another, another shout out a... to my man JBP. Jordan, we're just P ripping Jordan off his book. Peterson. Yeah, so this is another quality, quality geezer. Um, another quality book as well. So twelve rules for life in fine bookstores everywhere. Um, bestseller, <laughs> bestseller. <laughs> well, it's been out for about a year. Um, so I read that over the summer. Um, I'm not I'm, familiar I, with this principle of chaos and order. So, hang on. Um, I've been yeah. So I've been re-listening to the audio book recently. 
It's just such a good book. So 12 Rules for Life, Captain. Buy that. Buy yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, Chaos and Order. So, um, okay, so the idea is... Okay, well, the basis of the idea, I'll give you a little bit of background here. The basis of the idea is, is what is that which is most real? What is that which is most real? So in the, in the sort of, ever since the scientific age, Francis Bacon, Galileo and so on, ever since the sort of scientific revolution of the 1600s um, and so on and so forth, the most true thing um, in the sort of Western eye um, has been objective nature. And, the, and basically the bottom level of reality um, is sort of considered dead. Um, it's matter, it's dirt, it's stuff, it's, you know, it's, it's um, atomic dust. Mm -hmm. um, but is that really what's most real? I'm not really explaining this very well. Maybe I'll just get onto chaos and order. But, um, but yeah, perhaps what's, perhaps what's most order, perhaps what's most real um, uh, is experience. And yeah, so I'm jumping around here. Okay, I'll just talk about. Let's just go on to chaos and order. Just, just look him up. Look him up. He explains it a lot better than I have. Just there, I need to have a rethink. These are pretty difficult. Uh, but basically, the the problem with the the whole um, objective reality, the problem with the whole um, uh, sort of a scientific paradigm of uh, God, I'm mincing my words here. It. Let's just get is on that to... it doesn't account for consciousness, <laughs> and we have no way to account yeah. for consciousness yet. But anyway, that's a whole other problem. Look up Dan Dennett if you're interested in that. He's got another perspective. Um, but yeah, so chaos and order. Essentially, they are the fundamental constituents of human consciousness. Mm. Okay, so um, chaos is uh, the place where you are when you don't know where you are. Chaos is, is what you're doing when you don't know what you're doing. Um, order is the... It's the it's the warm family living room mm. with the fire burning and the children playing. Um, you know, order is a steady job. Order is um, it's associated with the archetypes of the Maybe purpose of or... the wise king um, and purpose. Yeah, well, we'll get onto that. We'll get into that because too much order is tyranny. Mm. Um, too much order deviates towards tyranny. And then chaos is, you know, when the ice breaks and you and the bottom falls out. So it's like when you tell a joke uh, at a party where um, with your friends uh, that you think everyone will find funny, but there's an awkward pause. Speak and everyone falls silent. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, and everyone falls silent. Then suddenly chaos emerges um, or suddenly uh, a loved one becomes is diagnosed with cancer suddenly just chaos emerges out of out of out of the order that that you'd built okay and so those are the fundamental constituents of um of reality of 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 being basically mm. um and too much or too much chaos first of all is a nightmare because uh, there's just anxiety uncertainty yeah. depression um it's like yeah, too much chaos is chaos, basically. Yeah. Too much order, things become stagnated, um, hierarchies become ossified, there's corruption, um, there's tyranny. Uh, 
so so either of them is is bad or too much too much of a good thing is a bad thing um by the way these are this is fundamentally related to well you can find ideas of chaos and order all over the place but um the Taoists. this is especially a Taoist principle so the Tao teaching I don't really know much about that but but the, the yin yang symbol we all know the yin yeah, yang yeah, symbol yeah. um popularized you know in western you know Russell Brand kind of people so it's the it's the it's the two serpents it's those two sort of weird teardrop things um and then each of them so there's a white one and there's a black one uh, the white one has a black dot in the middle the mm. black one so the black one represents chaos the white one represents order um and the black one has a white dot in the middle showing that order can arise out of chaos Okay, I'm coming to that in a second. I never knew this. Okay, it's quite cool, isn't it? And then, and then, uh, and then the white serpent has a black dot in the middle, which is which says that uh, chaos can arise out of order. Yeah. And chaos can arise out of order. We know that. That's when a family member gets diagnosed with cancer um, in in the middle of a pleasant summer day or whatever. Um, and so, first of all, that I should mention that the the, the, the true meaning in life. The points in life when you, when you don't question the existence, when you're not thinking about um, reality or, or you know worrying about anything, is more often than not when you're straddling the line between chaos and order. That is when you find the deepest beauty, meaning, truth, call it what you will, mm. in life is on the is on the border between chaos and order. So, for example, music, music is so, it's so like unbelievably meaningful sometimes and it's like it has such a depth of profundity Kendrick Lamar it's getting pretty Kendrick Lamar <laughs> well like and Chopin and and Beethoven yes, yeah. and the Beatles although the Beatles are a little bit like you yeah, know I mean whatever whatever matter, yeah. and um yeah not to get too pretentious here but like music essentially is like repeating patterns and a regular time uh time signature unless you listen to like schoenberg or some weird 20th century shit is like regularity um regular key whatever but then there's order there's change so that yeah. that's order and then but there's constant chaos there's constant fluctuations in dynamic exactly. whatever and it's and it's it's this beautiful synthesis um and it's it's kind of a that's a good analogy the essence, for... the essence of the mixture between chaos right. and order and that's why it gives that's why personally, well, I say personally, I've ripped this one, ripped this idea off Jordan Peterson, but that's why music is is so meaningful. Now, so so it's on the middle in the middle line, that middle S in the in the um, yin yang symbol, mm. on the board between chaos and order. That is the Taoist path, okay. and that is the way to life. Um, so yeah, there's that. Now, the logos, the logos, the logos. logos. The logos. So, um, so we talked about how chaos can arise out of order. That's sort of obvious. Order arising out of chaos is much harder, mm. and that's kind of that's kind of the second law of thermodynamics. That's kind <laughs> of like entropy always increases. Entropy is natural. Chaos will will, but uh, what's what re what really needs explanation is is how you can create order and stability out of void. Um, how does the white dot appear in the black yeah. serpent? Um, 
Now that requires like an input of energy is the way to see it thermodynamically, but, um, but that requires uh, human diligence, forethought, proactiveness, um, standing up tall in the world um, mm. and, and, and shouldering responsibility. So, yeah. So essentially, the Judeo-Christian God, as described in the Bible, um, is that which brings order out of chaos with yes. truthful speech. Yeah. With truthful speech. Um, so the Logos, um, so at the start of John's Gospel, um, I'm, a so, I'm a sort of half Christian for you guys out there. I'm a sort of dithering Christian. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, uh, fundamentally, fundamentally, I'm a Christian. Um, uh, 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 like uh, the way I was the brought up yeah. and, the, and the culture that I live in. But um, I have an oscillating faith. Uh, anyway, so I'm not quite sure where I'm at. But, uh, but I love the ideas anyway. And I think that the Bible is... It's a fascinating uh, well, it's, study, it's, regardless of yeah, what you regardless. Yeah. Um, and the Bible is the foundation of, of, of Western democracy. Um, and anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So the Logos was that... But yes, yeah, so the Logos, so the start of John's Gospel um, begins, in the beginning was the Word, and the, the Word was with God. And, the word, Logos. and so the, the Greek word for that is Logos, yeah. which also means rationality. So it means Word, it also means rationality, it also means story, and so on and so forth. Um, so, if we take it back to Genesis, um, start of the Old Testament, start of the Bible itself, and the beginning of time, we have a very similar sentence, well, a very similar opening, which is, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, da da da, -da. Um, but what's interesting about the Judeo-Christian account for Christianity, uh, for creation, is that the world is created with speech. Um, and God speaks the world into being. Mm. Um, and so in the beginning we have, we have the earth is formless and void, ultimate, or ultimate chaos. Um, and God comes along and, and brings order out of chaos, uh, with truthful speech. Um, yeah. And so anyway, where am I going with this? That's, that's the essence of, of, where are you of going with this? Yeah, I don't know. There's been a long speech just, and I'm waiting for the, the, the crux. The crux. <laughs> there is no crux. There is no I crux. Hate to, okay. Well, there's a, there's a crucifix at the oh, end. This is important but, uh, stuff. I think, I think to people who are mean. listening and have no idea what Tim is talking about, I think yeah. this is like, sorry, we probably lost about 80% of the viewers yeah. over the past I think stick, stick with us if you are there. I think we'll get to something, but, um, yeah. Hmm. You've just done a little flex on us, I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, it's been a lot of rambling. Um, uh, yeah. So. Let's try and bring back. Yeah. I yeah. Bring back. I can't remember where we were. So. Uh, yeah. So basically, order out of chaos. Um, and so that's the difficult. That's the, that's the hard thing. Yeah. And. And, and so a lot, a lot of. A lot of. You know, this is. I don't know. Do you want me to talk about Nietzsche and Dostoevsky. No, not, we're not going to Nietzsche. Okay, that is. Um, we'll be I mean, I don't, I don't know, hour. I don't know much, but like, but part of his, okay, well, like part of his critique of Christianity is that there's not enough imitation of Christ, um, and that the, the Christian ethic became too weak, yeah, and was too no, based think... on on salvation by faith alone, and yeah. that if you just say that you believe in God, hooray, you're saved. 
um, and that's useless for the here and now. Um, and and so part of what people like Jordan Peterson, the guys from the intellectual department, Doug Webb, trying to bring back are is this kind of um, the adoption of responsibility, and particularly Jordan, is, is sort of the imitation of Christ, which is it's a one way of seeing the truth. You're, exactly you're living your life. Yeah, it's commitment to the truth, and it is, is trying to imitate that which brings order out of chaos with truthful speech. Yeah, and it's truth, and it's it's truth which you should be uh, ultimately subordinate to. Um, yeah, that's kind the of. Most part. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say for the most part. I'd say pretty much without exception. And you got people like Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Ideas sometimes, but yeah. Well, there are some like if you're harboring, yeah, if you're harboring an illegal um, yeah. Jew in Nazi Poland. Then, uh, but the thing with these situations is like they, they never occur. Yeah, exactly. Day to day life, but yeah, I agree. In the most part, you should be, well, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Um, but anyway, I, we, we like yeah. We, we've just gone. I've just gone way out of my depth there. I don't really know. I don't really know where. Um, where we're going. These are it. just these are just some ideas, basically. Whether or not they're. Um, essentially, they are. They are useful to know, and but they're not very easy to implement, on a day to day basis. So what are we talking about? We're talking about. I think day to day. Maybe just talk a day to day importance of taking responsibility yeah. for yourself. And let's, let's link back to maybe you, where the way you started talking about you know the uh, being your own master being yeah I think there's an importance in that of being able to uh, really like instead of disregard I think it's evident on both sides if you take it politically it's evident on both sides like the liberals and the right they tend to scapegoat or blame other people for everything when in reality. Uh, most of your problems are not yeah most of your problems on a day-to-day basis are brought over by yourself and mm. or you could have at least then somewhat you know affected things i think a quite obvious example is uh people remainers after brexit complaining about the whole system and the vote but bear in mind this is all set out from the start if they believe so much maybe they should have been me myself also, I would say I'm a Romania, but I think people should have taken a greater responsibility. Mm. You before. say you're from Romania. Yeah, okay. yeah, I am from Romania. Um, Romania is a beautiful country, by the way. Have you been? No. Transylvania is because amazing. Anyway, pretty sure Transylvania is a made-up place, isn't it? No, it's a real place. Really? Yep. In Romania. In Romania. Well, it's like can, an Alps, but a lot cheaper. <laughs> it's just forest. Yes, yeah, there's forests and like mountains and oh, there's just wolves and Dracula. Yeah, no, Prince Charles has a house out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, they have a, a if little Prince, re- if anyone lives in Transylvania it's fucking <laughs> Prince Charles. It's quite yeah, uh, you do have people going around like horse and carts though. Still. Yeah. Oh, I'm have you seen Borat? Uh long time well, ago. It's, it's not not too far yeah. off that. Borat was I didn't like Borat very much. Sasha Baron Cohen's a genius. Yeah, he is. But Did you hear about that's his thing worst? That he, that's um, his worst character. He's just. Uh, Bruno's know. his worst, in my opinion. Oh shit! Oh sorry. Yeah, I was, I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of Bruno. Bruno. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah, I thought. I thought Borat's. Yeah, 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 yeah no, I know, I know, I know. Sorry, I, I zoned out for a sec. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't know Borat was. Do you um, know that um, I didn't know Sasha Baron Cohen. Because um, I thought Bruno comes from somewhere around there. Yeah, the Bruno's Romania. just. Oh, he's Austrian. He's Austrian. Yeah, yeah. Borat's hilarious, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Sasha Baron Cohen whilst filming This Is, is it This Is America? Is that what they called it? Uh, the latest show. No, that's um, that's Childish Gambino. It's called. No, no, no. I think it might it's be called the same. Who Is America? Who Is America? If that's fucking brilliant. That is um, hilarious. Did you hear about the paedophile ring? We basically no. uncovered a paedophile ring in Las Vegas. Um, in during the production. During the production, the they they couldn't no. air it. It's awful. Right, we've hilarious. completely gone from. Yeah, no, talking so, about the crux of well, yeah, humanity we, to just on, we on rings in Las Vegas in about two minutes. <laughs> we were on, we were on something <laughs> good just a second ago. Before you mentioned, you said Transylvania. Before then, what was before that? Before then, uh, Romania, I was, Brexit. I, I would was... say people taking a greater responsibility for things rather than blaming. Oh others. yeah, like I think you've got to take agency. Yeah, agency. It's like, it's like be the change you want to be in. Be be the change you want to see in the world. It's the same Mahatma with Gandhi. Um, it's, Man it's, in the Mirror. It's like, it's like, yeah. Look it's a basic first. human psychology that we um, we're far too uh, overconfident in ourselves and believe everyone else is the fault of everything. I mean, you could ask. Uh, I don't know. There's definitely studies done, but say people in uh, traffic accidents, what percentage of people blame the other person, <laughs> even if they're found by the law to be, yeah, um, guilty? I think yeah. People will tend never to accept responsibility for themselves. Yeah. And that's kind of scary. Well, it's not easy. It's I definitely mean, not trivial, easy. Because, like, we were, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. If you if you accept responsibility for yourself, that means... This is a Kendrick Lamar lyric. I want the credit if I'm losing or I'm winning. On the on my mama, that's the realest shit from all the stars. But if you if you accept... Um, that's, sorry, on, but, that's on Black Panther. It is, yeah. Yeah. I want the credit if I'm losing or I'm winning. If you accept the credit, if you accept responsibility, that means you accept the responsibility for a failure inevitably. Mm. So if you don't try, I mean, we've heard this a thousand times probably, but like, you know, if you don't try, then then you can't really fail because, you know. But, True. Um, that's what people don't understand though. And so I it's, think, it's, I think it's, it's so easy. obvious, it's, but people don't. It's easy to. Are not willing to engage. Exactly. It's easy to. Um, and it's like that first step of going to the gym. People are so scared of failure and that it's not going to solve every one of their issues mm. that they are they're willing to invest in something exactly it's easy to avoid responsibility it's easy to just i could i could say the same about the, the podcast that um mm. the response has been largely positive 99 percent of people but some people are so ah i don't know how to say they they will they will criticize something which is so obsolete in the general scheme of things and even if it's not interesting i think I think there's some of this book 50 nearly an hour in mm. if anyone's still listening like Thank congratulations you. you've you. made it um but like people like would criticize how long it is and i think that's something uh i think you should well, admire people i'm not saying everyone should admire me for just doing this but i think you should somewhat uh, it's the same with creatives i think you should admire people trying and putting themselves out yeah. there uh before you speak down on them before well the negative you criticize yeah it's so easy to be negative and and to criticize and to the negative element of our of our psyche is so easy to slip back in. Carl Jung said that hell is far more deeper than heaven, or far you know you get what I'm saying. Um, hell is a bottomless pit. Anyway, that, sorry, I'm I'm going I'm going off the rails again. Um, well, let's come to so hang on. I was just going to say. Um, on the subject of responsibility, on the subject of responsibility, and it, it being easy to not take responsibility, like we get a lot of we get a lot of psychological questions backwards, like mm. 
the adoption of responsibility is the hard thing. Um, so, for example, like, anyway, um, we don't need an explanation for why people take drugs. Um, it's it's amazing that people, what's really amazing is that people can stay sober and mm. live sober and, and, and bear and bear the tragedy of life. You know, you don't need to know why people lie. Deceit doesn't need an explanation. Theft doesn't need an explanation. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. That's, that's just a little side point. That, um, yeah, anyway. So, what were we what saying? What, were we what saying? was I saying? No I, I, no, I was just agreeing with you that I identified that people do need to uh, um, basically stop blaming others. And yeah. f- fucking take the the rap for things if it's your fault um and even if it's not your fault no one's perfect so yeah maybe we should uh bring it to a close with any more ideas anything you want to get off your chest words of words of uh closure um a couple of nifty things that uh fucking (laughs) um a couple of nifty things that uh that keep me going day to day. Actually, yeah. Can I go for it? I'm going to ask you to to basically leave us with some some thought or some word of wisdom or something that you're you're thinking on a daily basis, which has uh, helped elevate yourself out of these uh, I don't know downward periods of depression. There's exercise, and then well, one of them is fear, overcoming fear. Um, Kanye West talked a lot about like fear and stuff and some mm. of his stuff. Um, but it's like, go out and slay the dragon. That's the Jordan Peterson way of conceptualizing mm. it. Um, it's the hero archetype. It's like, you know, you, that's, it's like go out into earlier. go out into the unknown, go out into the chaos, and you know, that's confront exactly the dragon. Joe Rogan's like um, mentality, like a life um, mm. ethos. I just realised because you said it earlier. It's um, I can't remember how, what we were talking about, but you said, I thought of it. He basically argues that you should live your life like you're the centre character of a movie. Hmm. Didn't didn't know that. Didn't know, that's that's his way of thinking about it. Yeah. So going it's out, like, slaying the dragon. You are the sort of hero. And it's going out voluntarily. Don't wait for it to come. Don't wait for it to come to your village. Go out voluntarily, slay the dragon. Um, anyway, so it's like fear. It's like overcoming fear. Fear is the, is the route to all to all problems basically um and how are you overcoming fear on a daily basis it's not not easy you have have to build you have to build the character to overcome fear incrementally over many over many thousands of decisions over many days i think that's that's by no means by no means there because no i think it's a life um task a life purpose um i'm way off I think you've just got to be honest with yourself and you've got to be honest with uh, what you're fearful of or what, what's going on. I think that's the first step, to be honest. Mm. And then you can move on from there. Yeah. And then another thing is... Um... This is another Jordan Peterson rip-off, is it not? Oh, <laughs> another one you're going to claim be, was your it own. Might be, it might be. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, aim for paradise. Okay. But concentrate on today. Mm. So... So there's that. So it's like marginal improvements. Um, 
incremental uh, marginal improvements all the time make a huge difference it's the glory yeah. of compound interest it's like that shit works if you yeah. can but it's 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 knowing how to snap out of it when you when you begin to regress and knowing how and that's the difficult and that's the stuff that i struggle with but um i think that's something very true in all of us yeah yeah but aim for power that's something that's that, that's that's just a little quote that i find really helpful aim for paradise concentrate on today well i think on that note on that note we'll leave it we'll leave it thank you very much it was a pleasure um if you've managed yeah. to last this long please subscribe <laughs> uh, and we'll be back more maybe with timmy again so thank you <laughs>